the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's the end of another week, Friday, March 17, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Tourist Board gets temporary director. Revenue Department making significant changes. BVI to host elections in April. 14-year-old arrested for murder in Mexico. 16-year-old injures mother and kills two police officers. We'll also take a look at sports and the weekend weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I am Soya Fassler. Thanks so much for joining me. The weekend is here again. We begin the news with the Cabinet of the Turks and Caicos Islands appointing Miguel Swan to lead the ongoing transition of the TCI Tourist Board into the Destination Management Organization, or DMO. This appointment became effective immediately yesterday, the 16th of March, 2023. Swan's responsibilities will include overseeing the day-to-day operations of the TCI Tourist Board, the onboarding of the new entity, and providing regular updates and reports reports to Cabinet on the progress of the transition. Commenting on this appointment, Premier the Honorable Charles Washington Mizek said, quote, As we move toward a more comprehensive framework for destination marketing and management, it is important that we utilize the skill set of our civil servants. I have confidence Mr. Swan will be an effective change manager, and I look forward to his contributions in this role. End quote. Miguel, we would like to wish you all the best on your new endeavors. Now, the Inland Revenue Department within the Ministry of Finance, Investment and Trade would like to advise the business community and the wider public that the approval process for restricted business license activities has been amended. The business licensing regulations previously required that the Permanent Secretary of Finance consult with Cabinet before making a decision on any application for restricted business activities listed in Schedule 4. This provision has been amended and now requires the Permanent Secretary of Finance to instead consult with the Honorable Minister of Finance, Investment and Trade before approving restricted business license applications. Applications for restricted business activities must now be accompanied by the following. Proof on how the proposed business is going to add value to the Turks and Caicos Islands economy. Evidence of the applicant's good standing in the business community and professional conduct in society. An undertaking that the proposed business will be in adherence to all environmental requirements and that the business will not have any harmful effect on the environment and its inhabitants and environmental clearances, as well as other public safety documents, adherence and obligations will need to be provided when necessary. Proof that a Turks and Caicos Islander is part of the management structure for the purpose of continuity and succession planning. Demonstrate or show that at least 50% of the business will be held by a Turks and Caicos Islander, which will promote the desirability of retaining in the control of TC Islanders. Proof that the proposed industry is not saturated, which will be achieved by the regulatory body of the industry or sector, giving the necessary clearances or approval of new entry. 
The Inland Revenue Department would also like to advise the business community and wider public of the amendments made to schedule two of the business licensing regulations in 2014 and 2015, which provides for the classification of business activities and the corresponding fee schedule. As the department continues to carry out its reclassifications exercises in accordance with the business licensing ordinance and the tourist accommodation licensing ordinance, if your business has been accordingly reclassified, customers or applicants are advised that this will likely have an impact on the outcome of applications for business license renewals through an adjustment of the fees. All the relevant rates will be applied to the 2023-2024 and all subsequent renewal periods. Please also be reminded that business licenses for the financial year 2022-2023 will expire on March 31st. Applications and payment for renewals must be made on or before April 30th to avoid any penalties. And in keeping with the Education Week festivities, we spoke about the inter-high school debate as part of Fortis TCI's Science and Technology Fair. The preliminary debate began on March 2nd before the semifinals and final rounds on Wednesday, March 8th. In the semifinals, Maranatha Academy took on Raymond Gardner High School, debating the topic, Investment in Carbon Capture Technology is a more effective climate change mitigation measure than renewable energy. Clement Howell would take on Holy Family Academy with the topic of Pharmaceuticals versus Pharmaceuticals. Herbal medicines are the best remedies for common illnesses. These were two very heated debates with Maranatha and Holy Family winning their rounds respectively, which would take them to the finals to debate, without national or global enforcement, achieving greenhouse gas emission targets is unrealistic. This was very difficult for students as they had to prepare multiple speeches for either the opposing or proposing sides for the various topics. Maranatha Academy came out victorious as the winners of the debate competition, their second debate win within two weeks as they just also won the annual AIDS debate. Maranatha Academy is the winner. We were um, we're going up against Holy Family and we couldn't be any happier to have them as opponents. They were really tough, but we pulled through. To be honest, I was doing the semifinals, I was so nervous, but then but then after we won that I felt very comfortable. And um, yeah, but, but um, while we were debating, I, I felt that I, I fret a bit, I fretted a bit. We are feeling extremely happy. Honestly, we didn't think that we were going to pull through, but we definitely did it. Because we really had a collaborative effort by every member, including parents, including teachers, students, to carry this forward. And it was definitely a task at hand, and we definitely thank God every step of the way. We also we spoke with Holy through. Family Academy, a very passionate debate team, about the day's activities. Uh, we also just kept an open mind mainly to um, just accept what was a reality, whether or not we lost or won. That our purpose of this debate was to sort of just deliver a message on whichever side we were on. And that I think that, in essence, is what debate is. It's a, it's a discussion between people, and regardless of who is right or who is wrong, you're both trying to, um, to, to go towards a, a better purpose, not only for... Like, I think it's pretty good that we have programs like this that 
that um, train and sort of sort of pr- help students and young people to 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 um, look into topics like this because um, I think otherwise. Congratulations once <laughs> again to all participants and the winners. That's it for local news today. Regional news is up next. Let's take a look around the Caribbean. Residents of the British Virgin Islands will vote for a new government on April 24, 2023. Governor John Rankin has signed the proclamation detailing Election Day in accordance with Section 86 of the Virgin Islands Constitution. Section 86 states, a general election shall be held at such time within two months, but not earlier than 21 days, after every dissolution of the House of Assembly, as the governor shall appoint by proclamation published in the Gazette. The House of Assembly was dissolved on March 10th. Advance polling will be held on April 21st. Now, Mexican authorities have arrested a 14-year-old boy nicknamed El Chapito for the drug-related killing of eight people near Mexico City. The boy allegedly rode up on a motorcycle and opened fire on a family in the low-income Mexico City suburb of Chimalhuacan. Another man was also arrested in the January 22nd killings, and seven other members of the gang were arrested on drug charges. The victims were holding a party at their house at the time of the attack, which also left five adults and two children wounded. It was reportedly a birthday party. The boy's name was not released, but his nickname, in English, Little Chapo, is an apparent reference to imprisoned drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The motive in the killings has not yet been made public, but drug gangs in Mexico frequently dabble in kidnapping and contract killing. They also kill rivals selling drugs on their territory or people who owe them money. And Dominica as a destination in the Caribbean has done it once again and was given a spotlight as being among the best of the best when it comes to beauty when considering outdoor travel. CNN Travel in its monthly ticket travel series listed Dominica among the 25 most beautiful places in the world when thinking about making those travel plans. CNN in its report noted that Dominica is known as the nature island for a reason and went on to describe its rainforests, hot springs and beaches. A trip to Dominica also could never be complete without mentioning the Troy Pitons National Park, which CNN said is worth the hike. The Troy Pitons National Park is a recognized UNESCO World Heritage Site and is named after its highest mountain. Key attractions within the park include the Valley of Desolation and the Boiling Lake, just to name a few. The article also highlighted Champagne Reef, describing it as a true paradise for divers. The reef is home to a variety of sponges, parrotfish, seahorses, and many more marine animals. Dominica was the only Caribbean island on the list. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International news is up next.
A 16-year-old wounded his mother with a firearm and then killed two police officers before taking his own life in Western Canada early Thursday, according to comments from officials to the Associated Press. A police official and a senior government official said the male suspect shot and wounded his mother in Edmonton, Alberta. Earlier, Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee said the two officers were fatally shot when they arrived at an apartment building on a domestic dispute call around 12.47 a.m. He said there was no indication the officers were able to return fire. McPhee said other officers sent to the apartment then found the young man dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. He had said the shooter and woman were related without saying how or giving the suspect's age. The chief said the woman was in a life-threatening condition when taken to a hospital but was later listed in serious but stable condition. McPhee identified the deceased officers as Travis Jordan, 35 years old, who had been with the Edmonton Force for eight and a half years, and Brett Ryan, 30 years old, an officer for five and a half years. The killings are the first for the Edmonton Police Service since 2015, when Constable Daniel Woodall, a hate crime investigator, was shot numerous times while using a battering ram to enter a residence. Another officer, Sergeant Jason Harley, was struck by a round that penetrated his body armor, but he survived. Before that, Constable Ezio Ferron was shot to death while responding to an armed robbery in 1990. Now, Poland announced on Thursday that it plans to give Ukraine about a dozen MIG-29 fighter jets, which would make it the first NATO member to fulfill Kiev's increasingly urgent requests for warplanes to defend itself against the Russian invasion. Warsaw will hand over four of the Soviet-made warplanes within the next few days, as the rest needed servicing but would be supplied later. It was unclear whether other countries would follow suit, although Slovakia has said it would send its own disused MIGs to Ukraine. Poland also was the first NATO nation to provide Ukraine with German-made Leopard 2 tanks. Before Russia's full-scale invasion back in February of 2022, Ukraine had several dozen MIG-29s it inherited in the 1991 collapse of the Soviet Union, but it's unclear how many remain in service after more than a year of fighting. The debate over whether to provide non-NATO member Ukraine with fighter jets started from last year, but NATO allies expressed concern about escalating the alliance's role in the war. The hesitation continued even as Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made increasingly vocal pleas for Western supporters to share their warplanes. Poland's Air Force would replace the planes it gives to Ukraine with South Korean-made F-A-50 fighters and American-made F-35s. Poland has provided Ukraine with crucial support during the war. It is hosting thousands of American troops and has taken in more Ukrainians than any other nation during the refugee exodus sparked by the Russian invasion. That's it for World News. Sports is up next.
year hiatus, the highly anticipated inter-high school track and field championships took place from March 9th through the 11th at the National Stadium in Providenciales. To kick off the track and field season, two development meets were held in February, preparing the athletes for the inter-high competition. We spoke with a few spectators, sports commission staff, and even former athletes to find out how they felt about the return of the inter-high competition and the quality of athletes. You know, first and foremost, over the three-day period, I want to say after a two-year absence, to actually have fans and athletes per se all together again, the production, first and foremost, the crop of athletes has blown me away. I was surprised with level of competition. Everybody came out. Like, I was telling the guys a while ago, I said, I remember years ago when this thing first started with the four government high schools, then British Legion came along to now expanding to what we have to at least 11 high schools. And I think the moving parts and putting them all together and each coach having the opportunity to crop or grow his athletes, I think is tremendous. I mean, you've seen what we've seen over the three days, athletes from HJ, uh, just to name a few, uh, Kamari Simons, um, Claudine, uh, um, Cashmere. Then you get down to, to Marjorie Baston, you have Keith and Garland. Um, also for me, uh, Miss Molina in the 400, she was blistering, she was amazing. You got the Clement Howell, which we all know has always been a powerhouse, but with the development of Long Bay, you can never cut Long Bay out now in terms of their, their being able to be competitive because what, what Mr. Smith is doing over there with them, it is tremendous. I think it was a good event. I think it was a successful event, especially being absent for two years. I think it was good. Um, I think everybody enjoyed it. The crowd was nice. Um, the atmosphere was good. The conditions were good. Um, I'm not too sure what the times I saw, but I like the effort that they gave. I like the competitiveness. So I think it was a success. And the athletes that you saw out here, you think that we have some potential? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And many of the events, like the sprint events, the javelin, the jumping events, I think we have potential. Even the throwing, like the javelin, for example. Oh man, I tell you, this year was one of the best years I've seen in many, many years. After that, after that two years, you would think that um, our athletes would have some rust on them. But I would tell you, this was one of the best meets I've seen in a very, very long time. The athletes performed to the highest and the best. They were ready by their coaches. They were ready by, by themselves, making themselves ready. And I want to tell you, they perform on this track like uh, the way the Carifta International meet. So if they do this at Carifta, we should be bringing back some gold medals. You know, we're now back to normal. We're, we can have that, uh, the event in, in, in traditional form. Uh, I, I, we're seeing where some athletes have improved, but uh, the overall, I think uh, a lot of athletes, um, you know, got to get back into it at, at this point. They're working their way back into it, but I'm happy that uh, the, all of the high schools participated, which proved to us that they're still very much interested in the event. As far as uh, crowd turnout, we know the, the effect the sun has on the event, but nevertheless, a lot of people came out and, and enjoyed the event as usual and the athletes seem eager to get back into the full swing of things. The championship was once again won by the A. Louise Garland Thomas High School with a medal count of 53, 18 gold, 22 silver, and 13 bronze. Coming in second place would be the Clement Howell Eagles with a medal count of 32, 16 gold, 6 silver, and 10 bronze. And in third place out of the Big South, Marjorie Baston High with a medal count of 29, 12 gold, 9 silver, and 8 bronze. Congratulations to all who participated and the winning athletes. 
That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. Friday's weather conditions are generally clear skies with partial cloud cover, highs of 78 degrees and lows of 73, winds from the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour, humidity levels of 62%. Over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, sunshine and mixed clouds, highs of 80 degrees and lows of 73, winds are from the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance of rain expected is less than 20%. However, we do live in the tropics and the weather changes every minute. That was a look at your weather forecast and the end of today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, Tourist Board gets temporary director, Revenue Department making significant changes, BVI to host elections in April, 14-year-old arrested for murder in Mexico, 16-year-old injures mother and kills two police officers. Thank you all so much for listening to me all week. It's been a pleasure once again. If you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com to listen to the news and our various shows. Or you can download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news and our podcasts. Have a good weekend, Turks and Caicos. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again on Monday at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.